What's up, Matt Geeks? Welcome to episode number six of the Matt Geeks podcast. I am your host, as always, Mr. Jacob Hughley. I reside in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, the heart of ACC country, and I am jacked to be bringing you guys this awesome episode today with Hokies head coach, Coach Roby. Uh, coach Roby and I had a great conversation. I just got off the phone with him. Uh, we got to talk about you know, all the, the starters for this year, the lineup battles that are going on, the awesome freshmen coming in, um, even chatted a little bit about the, the NCAA's possible uh, rule for, for eligibility for, um, you know, if something happens to the season, nothing's set in stone with all of that. But, um, you know, there's been some rules that uh, the D2 and D3, I believe, have put in place. And so um, we're possibly looking at something like that with D1. Um, but like I said, fantastic conversation with Coach Roby. What a great guy. Hokie fans should be jacked about this season. Uh, first of all, the return of the champ. Makai is back. He's going to be at 165, and we're going to get to see him battle it out with Alex Marinelli and Shane Griffith and all those other great guys again. Um, but before we get into it real quick, just some housekeeping stuff. Guys, do me a favor and help me out. Help me grow this thing. I'm really trying to bring some a spotlight to ACC wrestling. Uh, I feel like it doesn't get covered as well as some other bigger conferences or whatever, but you know, the ACC is growing tremendously and it's one of the biggest wrestling conferences in America. If you ask me, I think they're right there with the big 10, as far as uh, you know, the level of the athletes that are coming out of the ACC. And so please do me a favor, uh, follow Matt geeks on Twitter and on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We also have a Facebook group that is ACC wrestling. Um, just search that and find our Facebook group. Um, and then last thing, this podcast, you might be listening on Rockfin, YouTube, or on any other podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Do me a favor, and on Apple Podcasts, if you could please leave a rate and review, leave it with your honest opinion, but I want to hear from you guys. It really helps, uh, you know, give me some motivation to keep this thing going, man, because I love what I'm doing right now, and, and uh, I, I'm just trying to get it out to as many of you guys as I can so we can really get the hype train behind the ACC going, so... Without further ado, though, I will shut my mouth and let you guys listen to Coach Roby. Things are great. Yeah, we had a lift this morning and um, some guys doing some individual stuff this afternoon. But uh, it's definitely good to, to have everybody back in Castle Coliseum in our wrestling room and in our weight room and uh, starting to get some semblance of normalcy um back into our routine so great to have everybody back on campus great to be uh around the guys on a daily basis and you know kind of moving forward in terms of what we're trying to accomplish this this season yeah have, have you guys been able to actually get in the wrestling room yet or is it just kind of workouts here and there yeah we were able to get in our wrestling room awesome that's awesome um has it all season been like obviously it's been wild for everybody right but um you know, how's it been for you, like keeping up with the guys and, you know, planning and all that kind of stuff? I think it's been the same as everybody else. It's been, it's been challenging. Uh, there's a lot of challenges, um, you know, where there's a lot of uncertainty. And I think that's probably the hardest part for all of us. I mean, we're, we're creatures of habit and, and uh, like to have our routines and we like to know what's going on. We'd like to be able to look at a calendar and 
uh, know what's in front of us and, and not the not knowing is probably the most challenging part um, for, for I think all coaches and athletes and um, you know that so in my opinion that's been the most challenging thing and, and obviously not being able to uh, have the kind of structure where you see the guys as much as you'd like to or as much as you're accustomed to and, and being able to uh, just have those interactions on a daily basis. You know, th those, those small interactions are critical um, in forming those relationships and just, you know, being able to communicate with your guys and talk to them about little things and just see how they're doing. And um, it's just not quite the same. Yeah. Um, that just kind of like sparked another question real quick and we'll get into these weights, but uh, you know, how does that work with your guys that are incoming freshmen? I mean, I know there's all kinds of, decisions to make you know whether a guy's going to take a gap year if he's going to redshirt you don't even know these guys as much as you usually would so like how is it building that relationship with the guys that are just getting on campus well I think you know the recruiting process is uh it's the point now where you have so much time with these guys you can start recruiting them at the beginning of their junior year and um a lot of those relationships are built through the recruiting process and you know we keep in touch with those guys pretty much regularly. So, you know, that, I, that wasn't a huge issue for us. Um, we had those guys that actually come in town this summer and taken some summer classes. So they were around, they were here. So, we, you know, we had the opportunity to be around them a little bit as well. That's awesome. Good to hear. Um, but yeah, I'll, I know you got kind of deadlines, so we'll get going and uh, I'll go ahead and jump into this lineup. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit before uh, that, you know, we were, um, I'm going to look at the, the lineup for the upcoming season since I, I wrote the, the preview up this morning um, or it came out this morning, but let's just go ahead and kick it off. 125. Um, you got, you know, a couple of guys that are looking like they're really going to be fighting for it. Um, and Sam Latona and Joey Prada. Uh, and I also have Nick Thompson listed. And he's one of those incoming freshmen that, you know, might be redshirting, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so we feel like we have two very capable guys at 125 in, in uh, Joey Prada and Sam Latona. So um, looking forward to see, seeing how that thing plays out. And uh, we're confident that, that either one of those guys can get it done for us. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of, that'll, that'll be a situation where, um, you know, that may, who's in there may not be determined till, you know, towards the end of the year, potentially, depending on how things go and whether somebody, hopefully somebody separates themselves out of the two of those guys. And it's an easy decision for us as a coaching staff, but regardless how it plays out, um, we're confident that uh, both of those guys can get it done for us. I think Joey, um, you know, has definitely made progress every year that he's been at Virginia tech. Um, you know, he had some really good moments last year. He was probably a little inconsistent in the middle to the, towards the end of the year. Um, but, you know, he's proven that he can wrestle with some of the best guys in the country. And Sam Latona had, a, had an awesome uh, true freshman campaign, you know, and, and really, um, you know, his improvement since he's arrived here has been pretty impressive. Um, but it's really, it says a lot about his work ethic and his commitment and what he puts in the sport of wrestling. He's, you know, he's a tremendous worker. Um, he cares deeply about the sport of wrestling. And, you know, it's, uh, we expect great things from Sam, you know, uh, while he's at Virginia Tech. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an embarrassment of riches. Like, you know, while I've been going through doing all these teams, I think this is definitely the, the hardest battle 
out of any of these teams, you're going to have it a weight class. Um, you know, like you said, Prada's beat, you know, multiple All-Americans last year. He beat Diagostino and Mackle. And then, uh, you know, Latona, everybody remembers that match with Piccinini, which if you ask me, kind of got hosed on that takedown at the end. But um, I'm sure he's passive and I'm ready to, to see Tim jump in. So, I mean, whoever, whoever gets the nod from you, Coach, I'm sure is going to do, do great things. Yeah, it's a good problem. It's a good problem for us to have at 125. So we feel, you know, you always want to have depth and competition breeds success. And uh, so, you know, you want to have as a coach, it's a, it's a great thing to have two guys that want to be in there that are working hard, that are competitive. Um, they're both great teammates, so they'll support each other how, regardless of how it goes. But uh, we feel good about what we have at 125 this year. So you touched on it a little bit, but is that going to be like um... – mostly wrestle-offs in the room or is it going to be like a you know one of them wrestles this day one of them wrestles this duel and like kind of just gauge how they're doing yeah it's a challenge this year because you're not going to have as big a body of work to evaluate um so you know that a lot of that may be determined in the wrestling room this year because i just don't know if we're going to be in a position to to platoon guys um you know based on the shortened season the you know considerably less dates you got to make sure these guys are ready to go uh, when it comes to the end of end of the season. And you also have to make sure they have enough matches so they put themselves in a position where they can get to the NCAA tournament and then their seating-wise are in a good spot as well. So limited opportunities to compete are, are definitely going to be a challenge in terms of uh, determining who, who's going to be the guy at certain weight classes. Ideally, you'd like to be able to evaluate them compete, um, competing and, you know, and, and kind of use both, use the wrestle-off, use the head-to-head, -head, but also uh, be able to evaluate them against opponents and common opponents and, and see how they do uh, in competition because it's a little bit different in competition than it is sometimes in the wrestling room when these guys are really familiar with each other, they know each other well. Sometimes that, you know, um, it, it, it makes it a challenge um, to separate yourself when, you, when you've wrestled with a guy for the last couple of years. Yeah. For sure. I mean, not having those open tournaments is definitely going to be going to be tough. Um, let's go ahead and jump down 133, though. So 133, you got uh, Corbin Myers returning off. It was an injury last year, correct? Yes. Um, so we got Corbin Myers and Brandon Wittenberg I have listed at 133. Um, did I leave anybody out? And, you know, how's that looking for you guys? Uh, no, I mean, I think, you know, I think Corbin Myers has established himself as, uh, as the front runner at 133. Um, Corbin had a, had a very good year two years ago, um, at a, you know, really tough weight class too. Um, but he's, uh, he's got some good wins under his belt. He's wrestled some really good guys, really close. Um, he, you know, he had an injury last year, so he couldn't, he couldn't train or compete. Um, but that being said, we're excited to get Corbin back in, in the lineup. I know Corbin's really excited to have one more year of competition and, and close this thing out the right way. Um, really talented guy. He's a tremendous athlete. So um, I think 133 is the ideal weight class for him. So yeah, I would anticipate Corbin being the guy there. And we, and again, um, we've got a lot of confidence in Corbin and, and uh, I know what he's capable of. And I think, uh, I think he can do some great things for us. And, and, you know, he's certainly capable of placing really high at the NCAA tournament. Um, if he continues to improve. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that's been around a while, a while, right? So he spent the first three years at Edinburgh and then um, 
with you guys for the last, I guess, the, the third. Yeah, year six. So, um, about as long as most guys want to go in college. Yeah, I was going to ask, is he kind of happy to be looking at maybe the shortened season and, and, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I think anytime when you get up there in your career, um, it's, it's not going to hurt him as much, right? Because he doesn't really need the experience. Um, I, I do think after sitting out a year, though, you, you want to get your legs underneath you a little bit too. And you got to make sure you're, you got to hit the ground running when we have those opportunities to compete. So, um, you know, he's got to be ready. But uh, again, yeah, I mean, you know, just in terms of, uh, you know, development standpoint, it's probably not going to hurt him as much as it would hurt other guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to seeing him back on the mat. Um, and, and we'll go to 141, where it looks like, um, from what I, I saw and kind of heard, uh, Colin Girardi was 133 last year with the absent of Myers, and it's looking like he's bumping up 141 now, um, along with Jack Darling and uh, you have incoming freshman Sam Hillegas. Yeah, um, you know, Girardi is, uh, the plan right now is for him to go up to 141. Um, and and uh, I, I would say right now, from based on what we've seen, um, Colin and, and Sam Hillegas are, are probably the front runners at that weight class. Obviously, this year, you've got to make some decisions on, on red shirt and guys. And, you know, anybody that has a red shirt, I think you've got to strongly consider that. So, um, you know, I mean, that could obviously change in, in the coming months. But, um, you know, I, I think there, that's going to be competitive, assuming, assuming those guys fight it out and, uh, you know, neither one of them, or I guess Sam doesn't redshirt. I think, uh, I think it could be one of the most competitive weight classes for us, a lot like 125. I think, uh, you know, we have, again, we have two really capable guys. And I think Sam Hillegas, from what we've seen from Sam early on here at Virginia Tech, um, we've been pretty impressed with his ability. I mean, he's, he, he's uh, had a ton of success in high school and uh, he's a very talented kid. And um, we think he's going to do great things for us as well. But we also have a lot of confidence in Colin Girardi too. Um, you know, he's, he's done well for us here in the two years he's been at 133 and um, did a nice job holding down the fort for us as a freshman last year, 133. And again, you know, I think with progress, um, he, he can continue to, to climb the ranks in Division One wrestling. He uh, he had a lot of lot of tight losses against some quality guys last year, um, but he's got to get over that hump, right? I mean, at some point, you know, you, those uh, losing those tight matches, it's not good enough. And I, I know Colin feels the same way. So uh, you know, for him, that's kind of what the goal is: is we got to turn a lot of those one point losses into you know one, two, three, four point wins against quality opponents yeah yeah I mean that's exactly what I got kind of looking back over the matches last year and everything is like you said he was right there like almost breaking through those top guys um and then you know you got the the stud freshman coming in I mean how obviously I don't know what's going on in the room I don't know how close that situation is but you know like how difficult is it to make a decision especially with the year like it like it is right now um to put a guy in that has a red shirt you know, if he wins that battle? Um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of things that you have to take into consideration this year. And there's talk that the NCAA is going to allow you, if you wrestle less than half your dates, eight or less, that you can, you can redshirt. Um, so if that's the case, then maybe you have some evaluation opportunities for a guy that you would consider uh, redshirting possibly. So, but it's tough. I mean, it's, this is going to be a challenging year 
for coaches. Um, you know, and especially for us, we redshirted a bunch of guys last year um, and, you know, probably didn't have our best team on the mat. So to, to do that two years in a row is, is uh, not going to be easy for me, right? I mean, you know, I like to win. So, um, you know, we want to we have our best team on the mat, but you also have to take into consideration what's best for each individual too. And um, I, I think with the uncertainty, you have to take that in consideration, especially with a guy that's a true freshman, has a redshirt year available to him. Um, but there's, there's just so many unanswered questions right now in terms of how many guys will be at the NCAA tournament, what the season's going to look like. We just don't have answers to those questions. So it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to make decisions right now until we have some concrete answers to what things are going to look like um, for, for the season. So uh, the good thing is, is we've got time on our side a little bit uh, to make those decisions. And, you know, uh, we, can, we can figure that stuff out as it gets closer to January 1st. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that, that kind of decision by the NCAA is going to be pretty important for you guys with uh, eligibility relief. If, you know, the, you said maybe less than eight date or less than eight dates they wrestled and they might be able to, to take that red shirt. Um, yeah, so yeah. That's, that, that's on the table. Yeah. Um, I definitely see that playing a, a big role. Um, but we'll, we'll keep moving um, and, and we'll hit 149 next. So 149, you got a returning, uh, ACC finalists and Bryson Donian. Um, then I also have Caden Darber listed, uh, the local Virginia product. So, um, you know, what are your thoughts on the guys coming in at 149 this year? Well, I think Jake Hart will probably be at 149 as well. Um, you know, Jake wrestled 149, had a pretty good season last year at, at 149. Um, was at 57 his true freshman year and then dropped to 149. Had more success at 149. Uh, than he did at 57. He's probably a 49 pounder. Um, you know, maybe can go either direction if we need him to. But so, you know, he's definitely somebody that, that we need to talk about too, because he's, you know, he's done a nice job over the course of the last year with his commitment to getting down a weight class and just trying to improve and get better and had a solid redshirt season, or not a redshirt season, but a, a solid season for us last year, even though he wasn't in the starting lineup. So he's in there as well. But uh, you know, Bryce Andonian, and, and again, he's got a redshirt available to him. You know, we pulled him out of redshirt last year as a true freshman um, in December. So he still has that redshirt available to him. So that's something we have to consider for Bryce as well. Um, Bryce, I think, you know, looking at Bryce, this, the sky really is the limit for him. Um, he's, he's maybe the best athlete we have on our team, or he, he's certainly among the best athletes we have on our team. Um, he's can do some things that you just can't teach. And uh, so, you know, for, for, for Bryce, the challenge is, is to continue to sure up his fundamentals um, and just continue to improve and get better and, and try to keep things somewhat basic and uh, not rely completely on his athleticism and his scrambling. But, um, you know, I think Bryce is very capable. And if he is the guy this year and we decide to, to wrestle him, um, which we have not, made any decision on that yet uh he's gonna he, he's capable of doing great things I mean, i think he's among the best guys the most talented guys in the country and we saw that as the year progressed last year you know i mean he he uh had a couple losses of true freshmen that um i think if he would have wrestled those guys at the end of the year it would have been a completely different outcome for him so his improvement was significant and he looked great at the acc championships and um just how good he he is and can be was on display there as well. So I think, you know, those, 
Bryce is probably the front runner at 149 for sure. Um, you know, and if, if we decide to redshirt him, it would be either Darber or Hart. Okay. Um, I'm just curious, you know, thinking back to last year, you talked a little bit about, you know, he was originally in red shirt Andonian and then deciding to pull that red shirt. Um, you know, what, what made you get, what did you guys see that, that made you guys pull that red shirt and put him in right away? Cause obviously it was a great decision. I mean, um, you know, he, he was right there in awesome, tough, tight matches with, uh, with the ACC champ O'Connor. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough decision. I, I wish we wouldn't have been in a position where we had to do that. But, you know, quite honestly, he was our best option at 149. Um, so we felt like – and I felt like Bryce was the kind of kid that, that needed to be in the lineup. Um, I think it's good for him to be with the team and be out there and be competing um, for his development. You know, he's one of the guys that yeah, I felt for the most – you know, we felt for everybody, but obviously – when you pull a guy out of red shirt halfway through the season and then the NCAA championships gets canceled, you know, you, you look back on that decision and, and you you regret it. Obviously, you know, I mean, nobody knew what was going to happen, but um, you know, we thought about red shirt and Sam, or wrestling Sam Latona last year. And obviously glad that we didn't, we thought about wrestling Makai Lewis, obviously glad that we didn't based on the way things played out. And uh, you know, in Bryce's situation, obviously I would have loved to have been able to redshirt him if, if we had to do it over again and we knew how things were going to uh, play out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, he was really just – at that particular point in the season, he was our best option uh, at 149. He was the best guy we had on our team at 149. So, uh, you know, we made that decision to pull him and to wrestle him. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, just it sucks how it all ended up going down. I think, you know – it's awesome how the NCWA ended up coming out with all Americans, but uh, I think he was one of the ones that it might've hurt a little bit more than others. Cause I could definitely, you know, see him getting a spot on that podium last year. Um, it would have surprised some people at the nationals, um, people that yeah. hadn't seen or, or, you know, he obviously he didn't get, he didn't get a lot of opportunities. He didn't wrestle at Vegas. Um, so, you know, we could, once we got in the second semester, it was all dual meets and, and uh, you know, with the exception of O'Connor, he really didn't get an opportunity to wrestle any real highly ranked guys. So I think his ranking is a little bit deceiving, um, even where he's at currently right now. Um, and, and again, yeah, he was, you know, he was definitely a bad draw for somebody at the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I definitely think that. I mean, he was the 20 seed at NCAAs, and I definitely think he was going to finish much, much higher than that. Um, I think he for sure would have pushed for that podium. Um, but yeah, we'll keep going. And, and I, at 157, I actually had, uh, had Hart listed at 57, uh, but you kind of hit on him a little bit. Uh, other than that, we've got Connor Brady at 157. Um, so what can you tell us a little bit about Connor Brady? Connor, uh, you know, came to us out of Ohio where he had a great high school career. He was uh, highly ranked coming out of high school. He won the Super 32. He won the Ironman. Um, incredibly talented guy, big, strong, explosive. Um, you know, he's got great attacks, he's good on top. So, uh, you know, he had a, he, he had a really good first semester for us and, and, uh, he wrestled in our, in our squad match and beat DC LePrad. I think, I don't know, can't remember what the score was, but I think it was three takedowns to none. So and BC LePrad is not, you know, was, was a hard guy to beat, but he was definitely a hard guy to beat bad. And, uh, you know, the only guy that I remember beating BC worse than Connor was, uh, Ryan Deacon, uh, last season. So he, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he's got a lot of ability. He's got a ton of upside. Um, you know, he had an injury last year. 
staying healthy is going to be huge for him. Um, but he's very capable. I think he's, a, he, you know, he, to me, he's a lot like Bryce Andonian right now is uh, from a talent standpoint, it's, he, he's got a chance to be really, really good, but we got to, you know, we got to see him compete. We got to see him put the pieces of the puzzle together. We've got to see that he can, you know, hold up throughout the course of the season, but we're high on Connor Brady. I can tell you that much. I, I think that, uh, you know, we feel really good about him at 157, you know, this year and then beyond that. And then, uh, you know, like I said, Jake Hart is a guy that I think could go either way. He could go 49 or he could go 57. So uh, he's in the mix there as well. Yeah. Um, I know I've heard a lot of, a lot of chatter about Brady. I know a lot of people are really high on him. Um, and you know, the thing that's kind of like sticking out to me looking back over these first five is, and you guys really have a lot of very good young guys, right? Like there's a lot of youth. I mean, so far the five guys we've been through and obviously, you know, Makai's next with sophomore, um, you know, all these guys are either freshmen or sophomore aside from Myers. So. Yeah, oh, it, it, absolutely. Yeah. We feel really good about the young, the, the, the youth in our team and we feel like our best you know, we feel good about the future, I guess is a good way for me to put it based on, on what we have, how young guys are. We're going to have, you know, last year we had one senior in our lineup with David McFadden. This year we're going to have one senior in our lineup with, uh, with Corbin Myers. So uh, pretty much essentially, you know, nine out of 10 guys coming back after this season. And a lot of those guys are freshmen or sophomores. So, so yeah, I agree. I mean, we feel like we've done a pretty good job recruiting the last couple of years uh, we've exercised a little bit of patience and not thrown guys in their true freshman year. At least we've tried to, um, you know, redshirted Bowling, redshirted Mackay, we redshirted Sam Latona. Um, in, in a lot of those cases, those guys uh, potentially could have been, been the starter for us. So hopefully it pays dividends for us this year and into the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's great. You know, not only are these guys young, but they're all – very good. I mean, they're, you know, pushing for spots on the podium at the end of the year. So, you know, usually when you talk about youth, you're, you're kind of just, oh, I'm looking forward to the future, what we can build. But these guys, these guys are good now. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch moving forward. Um, but that'll transition us into 165, where um, I'm assuming we're going to get the champ back. So um, Makai Lewis, we have behind him Jordan Florence, Clayton Ulrey, and Brandon Green are both incoming freshmen. Yeah, so um... – so Brandon Green, as of right now, you know he had a he has a heart condition. Um, you know, likely he's not gonna not gonna compete for us at least this year at Virginia Tech. We'll see down the road, but um, unfortunately, and Brandon's a great kid, and we were really excited to get him. And you know, he's a talented guy. He's here at Virginia Tech. He's with us, but you know, uh, wrestling wise, he's not doing any wrestling activities with us. Clayton Olry, a true freshman out of Pennsylvania, had a really good prep career. Um, was I think second twice in Pennsylvania and third once. So made the cadet world team and, and uh, is a great worker. Somebody we're excited about down the road. Likely will will redshirt for us obviously this year with Makai in there. But yeah, I mean, you know, we have the defending national champ and, and uh, OW at the NCAA tournament and junior world champ and somebody that we feel pretty good about can win, win a few matches for us this year. Hopefully a couple, you know, a couple. Um, but yeah, um, it, is it looking like Makai back at 65 again? Um, I don't pay too much attention to all the, you know, weights at the, at the freestyle tournaments, but is that kind of where we're looking at him again? Yeah, he'll be 165 this year. 
cool. Hands um, move up in the future. We'll see, um, you know, down the road away. So it's hard to say, but Makai is definitely 165 this year. Um, he's excited to get back out and wrestle folk style. And as much as success as he's had in freestyle, I, I think he really loves folk style wrestling and uh, wrestling in college. So he's fired up to get back out there. We're obviously, you know, fired up to get Makai back out there. It was hard to have him on the sidelines last year. And I know we had David McFadden in there who was capable, but, um, you know, was more than capable, obviously. He was four-time All-American. But, um, you know, it was tough to – it was tough losing some matches and having Makai on the bench. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, yeah, I was going to kind of hit on, you know, obviously Ulrey or Ulrey coming in, it, it was a big recruit. Um, yeah, I guess those guys are going to have to kind of figure it out in the future. I'm assuming one of them will eventually bump up. We'll figure it out. You know, you get good guys and, and uh, the good guys figure it out. They go up, they go down. Um, I, yeah. I know Clayton Ulrey is a competitive dude and uh, he, he wants to wrestle. He loves to wrestle. He wants to win. So, uh, he'll do whatever he has to do to get to, to be a part of our program and be in the lineup, um, you know, and I, I have no doubt about that. So, uh, you know, like I said, we're not, we're, we're worrying about this year and, and Clayton yeah. to worry about getting better at wrestling right now and not worry about what weight class he's going to be or what weight class Makai is going to be. And, um, you know, he's got a long career ahead of him. Yeah, definitely. There, there's, it's not a bad spot to be in being behind the, the clear cut favorite to win it again. Um, but we'll go up 174. So 174, um, this one I was interested to hear about because, you know, I think it's a little up in the air. Um, but you got Cody Howard, Colton Clark, Christian Scott, and then you have a couple of incoming freshmen, Simeon Holmes and Nathan Warden. Yeah, we got a lot of depth at 174. Um, so I, I would say based on what I've seen in the wrestling room and, and uh, you know, otherwise, I think Cody Howard, is, is uh, probably the front runner at that weight class right now. Um, you know, that being said, Cody's got some work to do. And, uh, you know, he wrestled 184 for us at the end of last year. So he's got to continue to uh, get small and get lean. And, but uh, again, you know, Cody's a guy that will, he'll do whatever it takes to be on the wrestling mat. And, and uh, I feel good about that. I mean, Cody Howard's a guy that every time I sit in his corner, I feel good about it just because I know, I know he's going to go out there and his effort's going to be unbelievable. You know, I mean, he's going to, he wrestles hard. He's got a gas tank, um, needs to continue to improve, get better at wrestling. He's still young, you know, not being in the lineup last year um, is makes it a little harder to develop. And, you know, when you're not wrestling with the, with the, uh, with the varsity team and, and can't evaluate you. And uh, so, but, you know, he's had a great summer. He continues to improve and, uh, uh, we, we like what we have from Cody. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it'll be fun to watch that one shake out, uh, see who steps on the map for you guys. And then uh, at, at 184, you've got, uh, was he ranked number two in the nation coming in this year by Flo, uh, Hunter Bolin coming back for his junior season, I believe. Um, and then Colby Kasser is the incoming freshman there. Um, so, I mean, I'm assuming this is, this is Bolin right now. Yeah, I think he's the front runner at this point. Um, yeah, he's yeah. Bowen is you know we feel great about Hunter Bowen, man. He's another guy felt terrible for last year, um, losing that losing that opportunity to compete at the NCAA championships. His his development has been you know awesome since he's since he's shown up at Virginia Tech. He wrestled as a true freshman, 
then he redshirted the following year, and, and that redshirt year was was huge for him and just improvement, getting better, getting bigger, getting stronger, moved from up from 174 to 184. And then, you know, this year, this past year, as the season went along, he, you know, he just kept getting better and better and better as the season went along. So um, it was disappointing. I felt like he had a lot of momentum on his side going in the NCAA championships. You know, we felt really good about his chances. And there was a lot of guys, there was a lot of parity at 184. We were obviously aware of that, a lot of good guys. But um, we know Hunter would have been, you know, he would have been right in the mix to, to win that weight class. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we feel great about him. Um, he's, he's one of the tougher guys, if not the toughest guy we have on our team. Um, his work ethic is fantastic and he brings it every day, man, you know, and that's, that's part of the reason he's gotten so much better. So I apologize. I got some construction going on back here. They're redoing our locker room. So it's, uh, it's a little noisy. Oh, you're good. It gets noisy building a dynasty sometimes. Um, but yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to him for sure. Um, I think that's a cool weight class where, you, you know, you don't have like a, a bow nickel or a, like a returning, you know, multi-time champ or whatever. It's just a bunch of guys that are really good and you get to see, see him scrap and, and see who comes out on top. Um, and I think he's definitely one of the favorites for that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep moving. I know that we're kind of running short on time, but, uh, uh, 197, we got Stanley Smeltzer, who's started for you the last couple of years. And then we also have Andy Smith uh, on the roster for you. So uh, what is what is that battle looking like there? It'll be interesting. And again, this is, you know, another weight where we feel good about the depth that we have. Um, you know, Stan, Stan was our starter last year and Stan did a good job for us. And I'm confident, you know, that Stan can, you know, continue to improve and get better. Um, that being said, you know, Andy Smith is tough and we feel, you know, we feel like Andy's, uh, he's going to compete for that spot. It's, it's a good, again, you know, it's going to be a competitive situation and it's going to be tough to kind of figure out what we want to do. Andy does have a red shirt year available to him still. Um, he gray shirted last year. So uh, he's technically a true freshman for us this year. So, you know, there's a chance that he could red shirt. We'll see what happens, but but again, you know, either direction we end up going at 197, I think we have two guys and they have completely different skill sets and the wrestling is completely different, but I think they can both win matches for us. So, um, so it'll be interesting. And 197 is definitely an interesting weight class for us in terms of how it's going to play out. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the interesting things that I found, you know, kind of going back through the matches is that, you know, the number one guy in the nation right now, Noah Adams, um, Stan had a, a really tight match with him. I mean, it was, it was a 10-5 match. So obviously he's right in there with the, you know, the elite of the weight class. So uh, looking forward to seeing, seeing that this year. Um, but then we'll, we'll jump to the last weight class and uh, 285 pounds. I mean, you got John Boris coming back um, and I, I believe it's his junior season. Um, and then behind him, Jarrett Tronge and incoming freshman Hunter Katka. Yeah. So again, you know, I mean, obviously at that weight class, I think, you know, Borst and Katka are uh, the front runners. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think both of those guys are, are great division one wrestlers or, or can be great division one wrestlers. You know, John Borst has had uh, flashes of doing some really good things. You know, he's got to work on his consistency a little bit, but uh, believe in John Borst and believe in his ability and, and know that he's capable of, of ending his career, um, you know, whether uh, it's uh, at heavyweight or who knows what weight class, how things play out in the future. But 
uh, he, he's good enough to be on the podium. I got no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, it's good that he has Hunter Katka behind him pushing him. To have another really good young guy who we think can be elite before he leaves uh, Virginia Tech and, you know, can be the best guy in the country before he leaves this place. Uh, it's going to be exciting to watch that that thing play out too. And again, Hunter's a, a, a true freshman and, uh, you know, a, a redshirt year is definitely a strong consideration for Hunter based on the circumstances surrounding this season, for sure. But just watching those two guys in the room and watching them wrestle and compete against each other and helping each other get better and grow um, has been pretty cool for, for me for the last month or so. So excited to see how that thing plays out again. But but again, I think uh, I think either one of those guys is very capable of, of you know, winning the ACC's next year and, and being an All-American, regardless of who we have at that weight class. Yeah, absolutely. You said it exactly what I was going to say. Boris 21 and 9, had a great season, and then Katka's won about everything there is to win in high school. So um, got a, a lot of promise in that weight class, and I'm interested to see how it shakes out. Um, but I know that you gotta gotta get rolling. I think you gotta pick up the kids. Um, so I really appreciate your time, Coach. I had a great time talking to you. I think it's great to, you know, get the excitement out to the Virginia Tech fans, and I look forward to hearing from you again. Appreciate it, man. Go Hokies and go ACC.